0: Love, Hope, Radio.
1: Yeah. Hey and good morning. Uh, we, we were just talking right as we were going on here that it might be good morning, it might be good afternoon, depending on where you are. This is Scott McCain. We're going to talk about what happens when things collapse. What occurs in your life? What do you need to do? What can you change? What causes the collapse? What happens that creates unfortunate circumstances in our lives many times and, and what can we do to get out of that? Before we get started, a couple of things, though. Very interesting. I'm going to be going to uh, Asia for a speaking tour in, in July, and that's part of why I was saying good morning, because it is good morning here where I am in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana this morning. But wherever you are in the world listening, I uh, hope you're having a great day. I look forward to getting over to uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Bangkok, Kuala Lumpur in July, and then I'll be back there again in November so if you are one of the folks that uh, happens to be listening from that part of the world please be in touch and we'll coordinate with you and, and hope to uh, have you attend one of the programs that uh, that I'm doing over there hope to get the chance to say hello the book collapse of distinction uh, is going to be launching uh, later this year in a big way in in Asia so we're very excited about that uh, before we get into the, to the other part of the program too I just want to say, I think the best deal in the world I mean the best way to spend your money on the planet is one-to-one at the Apple Store. If uh, you are a Mac person, as uh, many of us I know are, as I certainly have been since, since uh, day one. My very first computer was an Apple, uh, Apple Mac 512K, back when we thought that was a, a big-deal computer. But, you know, we won't, we won't even get a flash drive with 512 k but uh, if you are an Apple person, as I am, the, the best deal, the best money you can spend is the hundred bucks for one-to-one training. I, I'm learning Final Cut Express. To uh, I, I just love editing video, and I love getting involved with video, as, as you might imagine from somebody that's been in radio and TV for many years, as I have. And it, it's just absolutely the greatest deal going. The trainer, the, the Vic, the person that trained me what an incredible guy, knowledgeable guy, but a great communicator and was able to help me learn the software. And the fact is you can basically go unlimited number of times for a hundred bucks a year. It would have been worth a hundred bucks for yesterday's session alone. It is absolutely the best deal going. So if you haven't done that yet at the Apple store and in future programs, we'll be talking more about the customer experience. That's an absolutely fabulous one there. So We're going to be talking about what happens when things collapse today. And if you would like to participate in the program, you can uh, get on here live on Skype. You can do a Skype-to-Skype chat, as you can see from the uh, show blog. And, in addition, if you'd like to call in the show, here's the number if you'd like to call in today. And we're going to be on for 30 uh, minutes, 25 more minutes now. Uh, The number to call in is area code 347. If you're calling from outside the United States, the country code, of course, is is 1. 347 855 8312. Once again, the number is 347 855 8312. If you'd like to send me a tweet, uh, Scott McCain, S C O T T M C K A I N. So that's all you need to do to, um, to call in there. And we look forward to, uh, to communicating with you, talking with you. Just send me a tweet if there's anything that you uh, want to let us know about the subject of what to do when things collapse. We look forward to continuing the conversation. Why do things collapse? Well, in in the book Collapse of Distinction, I took a look at what organizations can do to create differentiation, to create distinction during challenging times. But it has occurred to me as we've continued to research and as I've been out traveling and speaking and all these kinds of things that uh, something else happens as well, and that is it certainly has application to our, our personal lives. It has application to our individual professional lives. And the things that we're talking about in terms of what happens when things collapse are absolutely true in terms of what happens to you if you meet challenging circumstances. We have seen an economy this last 12 to 18 months that has been absolutely topsy turvy. The home that you invested in that you thought was going to appreciate and continue to go up and up, and that you might have refinanced, uh, you might have taken money out of it. Now you're, you may be upside down. We thought that was possible in automobiles it never occurred to us, it might happen to our house. All kinds of layoffs, all kinds of reduction in force. Uh, If you're an entrepreneur, maybe there has been incredible challenges for you because of a shrinking marketplace. In our personal lives, there's a myriad of things that can happen as as we have all faced trials and, and, and challenges, tribulations, things that are incredibly difficult. All of us have had things collapse around us, whether it's been in our personal life, our professional life, or for most of us, both. What do we do? What causes this collapse around us? And then, then how do we come out of it? I think it's important to first take a look at what got us here in the first place. What created this challenge? What made this happen in a way that created this incredibly challenging situation for us? That's one of the things we have to explore. And as we look at how we explore this, we, we find that there are, there are things that brought us to this particular point. Once again, if you'd like to give us a call, the the number is area code 347-855-8312, 347-855-8312. Now, uh, back to the the point, if if you've had things collapse, what's happened? Well, in the book Collapse of Distinction, we talk about the the three destroyers of differentiation, and I think these three destroyers also apply to the things that, that can create a collapse in our own personal lives. Destroyer number one is copycat competition. Now, in business, that means that what we have done is to pay more attention to our competitor than our customer, but it means something very similar and very powerful in our personal lives as well. Are you copying someone else? Are you trying to live someone else's life? Are you trying to be somebody else as opposed to discovering your own uniqueness? On my blog recently, I I wrote a post about a very close friend of mine, my my mentor in the business, and his name was Grady Nutt. In UTT, he always joked that, that last he may not mean much to you, but it's, it's the world to me. Uh, what what an incredible name and what an incredible man he was, Grady Nutt. And and I admired Grady so much, I wanted to be Grady Nutt. I, I tried to speak like him. He was a, a professional speaker. I tried to emulate him in everything that I did to the point that I was really copying him. And my business, frankly, at that particular point in time was, was floundering because I was a pale imitation of someone else. And thank goodness. I mean, it's one of the great blessings of my life. Grady, Grady cared enough about me to take me aside and say, Scott, as long as you are trying to be the best Grady Nut that you can be, you will always come in second place. He said, I got a corner on the market of being Grady Nut. He said, the fundamental thing that will create success for you is to be the best Scott McCain that you can be because you will have a corner on that piece of the marketplace. And I just want to tell you, it was one of the great lessons of my life, and it's part of why Destroyer number 1 copycat competition applies in our personal collapses as well. As I talk with people around the country of the United States and all over the world One of the things I often discover is that we're trying so hard to be somebody else. I have a friend who uh, was fortunate enough to make a lot of money. And I I have to admit, there was a period uh, many years ago in my life that I was trying to keep up with him in terms not only of income, unfortunately, in terms of outgo. (laughs) I was trying to, you know. Have the kind of cars and uh, buy the kind of tickets and live the kind of life that he was living just to kind of keep up with the Joneses, as the old cliche goes. And guess what? It, it broke me. I was trying so hard to be him that I wasn't taking care of being me. And I want you to be a little bit selfish, and I mean that in a good sense of the word. Are you focused on being yourself? Are you focused on your own uniqueness? Certainly we can look to and aspire to the achievements of others. Certainly, we can set goals to be an eloquent speaker, to be a, a successful business person, to be something like that. But for some reason, we tend to run from our own uniqueness. We tend to run from those very things that would make us more productive and powerful and successful in the world. Caller, are you there?
0: Scott? Yes. How are you?
1: I'm doing great. Who's this?
0: This is Diane McDowell out of Columbus, Ohio.
1: Hi.
0: I, I'm good. I apologize. I had some phone uh, troubles there for a minute. I'm on the highway as uh, many presenters do row Warrior uh, duties daily. Oh, absolutely.
1: My, well, thank you for my, calling me. I appreciate
0: it. Well, thank you for being actually a uh, a, a, a mentor, and I uh, follow your blogs and information. And, and my question is this. I'm a presenter and I'm actually really good at what I do. I um, specialize in the drug-free workplace area. And the one thing that I have a question about is, how do you take the business to the next level? You're, you're at that point where you're, you're making good money, you're doing uh, lots of presentations, but you haven't reached that next level. Um, how, how do you do that as a presenter, or what guidance yeah, would you give?
1: What an incredible question, and and I, I truly appreciate you taking time to ask. For me, I found it wasn't any one particular thing, and that's what makes it so difficult: is that we look for that, you know, that one thing that's going to to make it happen. And I I would just suggest to you that the magic is in the mix, as as the old saying goes. It revolves around several things. One is something that you obviously I, I can just tell from our our short conversation. What I can tell is that. that you, you have to be darn good at what you do. And yeah. there, there are a lot of people who would like to take, you know, I see a lot of basketball players that would like to be the next Michael Jordan. I see a lot of painters that would like to be the next Picasso or whatever. And at the end of the day, there are a few people with that level of talent. But it, it's obvious from, from how, you know, the fact that you'd make the call, it's, it's obvious from how you sound, that that's, that's not an issue with you. So with that being a given, what are the other things that, that we have to incorporate and, and I'm, I'm going to suggest that you, that you establish such a position in the marketplace that you're impossible to ignore. You, gotcha. you, you are so good at what you do. And I, I don't mean to sound like my dad talking about when he used to have to walk to school in the snow. You know. <laughs> but, yeah. But you know, When I was first starting speaking, you really only had to be good at the speech, just like in a lot of under, other industries today, because I know we have folks listening from, from, from other disciplines. It's not enough anymore just to be good at the speech. And so what you have to do are things like, like this, be on with Internet radio, be on a blog, create followers on Twitter. Do the kinds of things that get you a base because part of the shift in the business has been not we're, – we're no longer just speakers. We, we are people that are out there providing intellectual content. People are booking you because – not only because of how you say things. People are booking you now because of what you're saying. And is there a a twist? Is there something that you can do with with what you're doing that will add to, that will draw attention, that will get people paying more attention to what you do? And I, I think part of that comes in. People say, well, are you booking speeches off of Twitter? Are you booking speeches off the Internet? And the answer is, well, no, not really. But what happens is if we can get people following us on Twitter, then they read the blog. If they read the blog, they'll, they'll listen to this or tune in. If, if they do that, then they'll buy the book. And if they okay. buy the book, then they book the speech. And so the lead time has become longer. So, so what I want to encourage you to do, my friend Nito Cobain calls it intentional congruency. In okay. other words, we're involved as opposed to just doing one thing. We're going to be involved in several different things, but they are all congruent. So okay. that, that's why you see so many speakers who are authors, or authors who are speakers, is that while those used to be two separate occupations, today they're intentionally congruent. And so I, I know that sounds challenging. I I, I know that sounds, but it, it's hard work. But but that's what it takes to get to where you want to be. Is is well, to take that combination. You
0: know, let me ask you this. I mean, because I'm 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 right there on the plateau. I mean, I'm right there at the sure. point where. Um, and I'm good at what I do. I'm I'm and I don't mean to sound arrogant in that, but I'm good at what I do. And so
1: what I, I was just gonna say, I'm glad you're saying that because I okay. who, who would want to book a speaker that goes, Well, I really don't know if I'm good at what I do or not, you know? It, it,
0: exactly. <laughs> you need to, be uh, and to
1: say that. And I'm glad you are.
0: Okay, and i and your book has been a godsend because what it has allowed me to do is really to start um, creating that funnel and creating the funnel uh, where clients are following me and they're asking the questions, and so I, I'm there. It's just really, I, I think, like you said, making the the funnels actually more profound so that they start popping in a way that those um, those big speaking events and more speaking events actually come to life. So that's really helpful.
1: Do you have a uh, website, by the way? I do. Okay. My
0: website is trainingmarbles, like the marbles of the mind, uh-huh. dot com.
1: Terrific. Okay. I'm, I'm pulling it up as we speak. Well, thank you. That's really great. Well, uh, here's here's what I'd like to do. Please contact me, and, okay. and let's continue this, because I'd, I'd love to be able, if there's any help that I can give, or you know if you want to bounce an ID off of me or, or anything like that that might be of assistance to you, because – you know, I, I, I was telling the story of Grady Nutt when you called, and there was a guy that he there was no other reason for him to help me other than he just he he wanted to help and he believed in the industry and believed in people that that had a message and and I I want to pay it forward. So I please, appreciate that. Please drop me a note. I, I, I'll take a look at the website and I I look forward to continuing the conversation. I, I would really appreciate the opportunity to do that. Are, are you based in Thank Columbus? You. Is, is that where you're from? Uh, yeah, I'm based in Columbus, Ohio. Terrific. Great city. I recognize the area code. That's, that's why I was asking. Wonderful. Okay. Thank, thank you.
0: Thank you. And thanks oh. for being a light in the industry.
1: Oh, you're so kind to say that. Well, thank you for, for having the ambition to take it to the next level, too, because, you know, the, the, the world truly is, and I'm, you see it every day as well. The the world needs people out there with constructive and, and compelling and powerful messages. And so thank goodness for what you're out there doing. I, I, and I, I'm truly grateful you'd take the time to call.
0: Thank you.
1: Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, that was so cool. I, I am uh, <laughs> I got goosebumps. That's what it's all about. Well, and, and there's a perfect example of what we're talking about. The caller is somebody that is out there making things happen, trying to take it to another level. What do you do to get it to get it higher? What do you do to get it better? And one of the things that that I would encourage the caller, and one of the things that I would emphasize to you, is what can you do to make a compelling difference? And and what can you do in terms of Being yourself and creating distinction because distinction and and, and success is going to come not through the mere imitation of someone else, but in fact through the focus that you have on being the best you that you can be. I've always said people say, oh, do you think you're a good speaker? Do you think, you know, I I hope, like like the caller, I believe I'm good at what I do. But on the other hand, am I going to sit here and say I'm the best? No, not at all. But I'm the best Scott McCain. You know, If anybody's trying to imitate me, then they're going to come in second place. No matter what you do, be the best you that you can be. So copycat competition, which is destroyer number one, impacts and influences all of us because in so many ways we're, we're trying to imitate. We're trying to be someone else, and it never works out, and it creates a collapse. The second of the destroyers, more and tougher competition. If there has been a collapse in your life, if there has been a, a collapse in your profession, if there's been a collapse personally, I'm going to suggest part of that is because it's, it's not as easy as it used to be. The whole thing about, oh, work harder or work smarter, not harder. I, I, I heard that for years. We're going to work smarter. We're not going to work hard. It's just not true. We have to work smarter and harder to be successful today. It is amazing to me that people desire success and desire achievement but yet don't understand how challenging and difficult it is. You only have to look at the physical fitness industry to understand this. Yeah. I mean, remember the movie, that there's something about Mary where the guys at the car joke, you know, and he's saying he's going to make a fortune because he's developed eight second abs. Well, I mean, you can't have abs in eight seconds. Well, that's okay. You know, it's it, if enough people will buy it. I'll be rich anyway. I mean, All you have to do is to turn on the television and see that somebody's going to make you fit in 14 days, or that you know in 30 days you're going to be a success. And understand that we are an instant gratification culture. We want it immediately. We want it quick. We want it now. Uh, My wife puts instant coffee in the microwave and says, "Hurry up! We we don't want to wait on anything." And that's a fundamental challenge for all of us. Uh, If you're going to be successful, if you're going to be achievement oriented, if you're going to find a way. To, to make things better in your life, you're going to have to understand that one of the destroyers, one of the challenges, one of the things that can cause collapse is that there are more competitors out there than ever before in this global economy, and in this Internet-connected world, and there are tougher competitors out there than ever before, and you've got to step up your game. I wish I had an easier answer for you than that, but we all have to do that. Third of the three destroyers is that familiarity breeds complacency. Familiarity doesn't breed contempt, as, as Mom used to say, but in fact, familiarity breeds complacency. In other words, we become very complacent with where we are and what we're doing. There are many things about the book Good to Great. If, you, if you've read Palapsy Distinction, you know that there are many things about Good to Great with which I disagree. However, I am going to say there is one thing that I find absolutely amazing about the book, and that's, that is the opening line, which is, good is the enemy of great. And I don't think it's ever been said any better. Good is the enemy of great. That's what familiarity breeds complacency really implies in our personal lives and in our individual professional lives, is that once you get good at something, we tend to be very satisfied with that, and it prevents us from becoming great at something. We become complacent. We become so familiar with our current situation. We become so familiar with what we're currently doing that we become complacent, and when we become complacent, then the incredible challenges hit us in terms of what we're doing and who we are, it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. Because in today's world, if you're mediocre, in today's world, if you're complacent, in today's world, if you settle for less, then that's exactly what you're going to get. And I think these complacent organizations, that we can only look at the automobile industry and see how you know, they got blown out of the water here in the in the United States because of the complacency. The Japanese came and took over the automobile market throughout the world because the American automobile companies became so complacent. Now, thankfully, many of them have turned it around now, but the fact of the matter is when you become complacent, you get blown out of the water. So you put those three together in your personal life and in your professional life. Number one, the fact that we're imitating others as opposed to discovering our own uniqueness. Number two, the fact that we have more competition and better competition for success than we've ever had before, meaning it's, it's tougher to take it to the next level and to keep things together. Number three, we tend to become very familiar and very complacent with where we are right now. And complacency means that someone is going to pass us up or make us irrelevant. You put those three together and you see why for so many of us in so many situations, things have collapsed. So what does it take to get out of this collapse? What do we need to do? We're going to have more on this in a a future show coming up soon, but let me suggest to you the four cornerstones of distinction, the four specific things that you need to do to move it to the next level, to get yourself out of a current situation, to get yourself out of a challenging situation, to get yourself out of a situation that's collapsed around you, and to, as the caller said earlier, to take it to the next level. Cornerstone number one. And these cornerstones need to be implemented, and I'm going to suggest to you, in this specific particular order. So cornerstone number one, clarity. You've got to get crystal clear about who you are, about what's important to you, about what things are vital to you for the future and what things are irrelevant to you for the future. So many of us try to be all things to all people, or we get so desperate to make things right that we take a, a short-term benefit for long-term pain, we create so many challenges in our lives because we are not clear about what's important to us, not clear about who and what we are. If, if that is a particular challenge for you, we'll have a future show that's going to talk more about that. But in the meantime, go to iTunes, search for Scott McCain, download our free program, Just Say Yes. It will help you define priorities that you have in life. And by discovering those priorities in life, it helps you get more clear about who and what you are. Not trying to sell you anything. There's nothing. You couldn't spend money on that if you wanted to. You can go to iTunes and download it for free. It's there for you to help, to help you get clarity. After clarity, the second of the four cornerstones is creativity. A lot of people think, wow, that's backwards. You're supposed to be creative and think outside the box. And I'm suggesting to you that's exactly the opposite of what it should be. You've got to be clear about your desires and clear about what you want and clear about your priorities first. And then from that, you get creative. By becoming more creative, by finding just something in your life that you can do in a unique and different and, and innovative manner, you make an incredible difference in your ability to rise above the collapse and to create the success you're desiring. As I mentioned in the book, Enterprise Rental Car rents the identical cars as their competition. They only do one thing differently, they pick you up. When I'm renting from Hertz, I gotta go to them, Enterprise comes to me. It's not doing everything creatively that'll change your life, it's doing something creatively based in the grounding of your clarity. Third of the four cornerstones is communication. How well are you communicating? How often are you communicating? What types of communicating do you have going on with the important people and organizations in your life? Uh, Are you focused on them, or is it about you? And one of the things that I talk about in terms of communication is it's, it's based on Joseph Campbell's work of The Hero's Journey. And the primary thing I want to leave you with today is this. Campbell says you cannot be the hero of your own story that people want to go on the journey with you and and see what you've learned, but if you begin your story as a hero, they won't consider you a hero at the end of the story. What you need to do is to focus on the trials and tribulations and struggles of others as you're communicating to lift others up, and it will lift you up. More on that in the coming episode. The fourth and final of the four cornerstones is what in the book is called the Customer Experience Focus, And I'm going to suggest that if you want to create the distinction in your life that you're desiring, it's something very similar. It's creating a focus on others, as we talked about in terms of communication. And it's focusing on the experience. What's the experience like to be a colleague of yours? What's the experience like to be a customer of yours? What does it feel like to be your buddy, to be your friend, to be your customer, to be your partner? We tend to focus on how people treat us, and it's like the late, great Earl Nightingale said, You know, it's it's like a stove. No one would think of sitting in front of a stove saying, "Well, give me some heat, and if you do that, then I'll put in some wood." (laughs) You know, we understand that it it doesn't go in that particular way. Thanks for our caller today. Thanks for your time. We'll have more on this in terms of what you do when things collapse on our next episode. I am so glad you tuned in today. Keep tuning in. You can download this uh, as a podcast from iTunes. You listen to it on Live 65. Thanks for being with us on Blog Talk Radio. This is Scott King. the fourteenth.